0: Strange things are afoot at the circle, kid. That kid is back
1: on the escalator
0: again! And don't hurt. Is my boomstick! Game over, man! Game over! Welcome to The Bargain Bin. He is your host, Ben Mason.
1: And he is your co-host, Sandra Luketic. And today we're talking 1997's Spawn. We assume if you're listening to this episode, you have already seen the movie. And Sandro, this is this is February's listener pick, submitted by Ryan, and I am very curious to know why he would do this to us.
0: Okay, so the reason that he gave was I personally loved this movie and wanted to hear BS Bargain Bin's commentary. And you will get it. <laughs> you will 100 100- hundred percent get it so we we talked about this off air um kind of like our backgrounds with the character uh i have none right mm-hmm. like i've played him as a guest character in like soul caliber i really don't have anything so why don't i ask you this time like what's your history with this movie and this character
1: um, well, with the character, it goes way back to the comics. I think the first time I saw Spawn, I, I had picked up issue 32. Uh, my ability to get comics, we've talked about before, is very limited. It was always down to the uh, whatever the grocery store had at the time. I didn't have a comic shop or anything. And I had never heard of Spawn. I had never seen Spawn. But the cover completely brought me in. It looked super dark, violent. The character design was really cool. Uh, I flipped through a couple of pages, and I'm like, this is the most violent thing I've ever seen that wasn't a Steven Seagal movie. So, I had to have it. Um, took it home, read it, read it again, and again, and anxiously awaited for next month when the comic didn't come, because, again, a grocery store. So, my 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 knowledge of the story of Spawn was kind of broken up based off of what <laughs> I could get a hold of. And, yeah, a lot happens in each issue, so I didn't fully understand what was happening. But, like any comic book, there are ads throughout, and uh, I picked up, I think, an X-Men comic, and oddly enough, a a Marvel book that on the back had an ad for this movie called Spawn. And it was uh, almost like a fully black back cover, and a partial reveal of Spawn's mask with the Spawn logo at the bottom, and I had to see this movie. I was like 15. So I begged and my dad took me and my cousin to go see this at the Oxford Theater in Halifax. Now, I had been to your standard, like, multiplex cinemas and everything like that. This was an old school movie theater uh, curtains, a balcony. I'd never been in a theater with a balcony before. It, I was completely overwhelmed by my surroundings, and I was so excited to see this movie spawn. And after it was over, we were leaving. I asked my cousin, Kyle, what do you think? like it was awesome and i looked at my dad and i'm like dad what did you think and he's like why did you bring me here <laughs> and those are the two perfect extremes you're either gonna love this movie or you're gonna think it's the biggest piece of shit in the world and <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i did not agree with kyle <laughs> <laughs> i i felt like i had to apologize to my dad for taking two teenagers to this movie uh, it was uh it was something, man. <laughs> uh, I've never played any of the games with Spawn. I've I've seen some of the, the video games out there. and They look pretty cool, but uh, the comic was so good. The action figures from McFarlane Toys were so good. I don't know what happened. Now, looking into the history of the film, I think I know what happened. Um, the same year that the movie came out, 97, I uh, The animated series came out on HBO, which is a hard
0: R-rated animated series. And that's what Spawn should be. I haven't seen that one, but to my knowledge, it's well-received and actually well-rated. Keith David as Spawn. love Love Keith. That just makes so much sense.
1: Right? It definitely does. The writer, though, the showrunner for the animated series is the guy who wrote this movie. Alan B. McElroy, or McElroy, I'll say McElroy, uh, who I know for one specific film that really speaks volumes as to the quality we got here. Okay. Ballistic, X versus Sever.
0: Well, I've never seen it. so.
1: It is considered one of the worst films ever made.
0: Ah, okay.
1: I believe also based on a video game. Maybe a comic, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. One of the worst things ever. Uh, (laughs) It is one of the few movies I've tried to watch repeatedly, and I've never made it past the first ten minutes.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's something. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, for ten minutes? Jeez. But, like, this
1: this movie should have been... It should have been amazing. They had everything going for it. They had an absolutely stunning cast. I don't know how they got over it. I guess they, they also had really high hopes for this movie, much like I did. But this is also one of the earliest examples of a black superhero. This this should have be been amazing. Like before this, we had what? Meteor Man? Which I mean is a fucking hilarious movie, but come on, it's Spawn. It's Al Simmons. They cast Michael Jai White. It should have worked. And it just well, I'll we'll get into what it just. Um <laughs> This is the first time you've seen the movie, yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the last time you'll see the movie, yeah? Uh, no comment. Damn, I thought I got you on that one. Um, so let's let's just jump in. No. Oh, oh, we don't have a game to play. We haven't we covered. We any- do have a game to play. Well, we, I I can tell you this one's going to
0: go right now. <laughs> Very well. Yeah. I'd say uh. two one and two halves
1: oh I is it John John mm mhm fuck what's we cover with John Leguizamo <laughs> this is like what uh, episode 107 I, I don't feel so bad but <laughs> <laughs> was he a main character oh yeah no <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, God, I, okay, I'm just trying to, um, I,
0: I I don't know, man, I can't, I can't think of it. He played an Italian plumber? Oh my God.
1: (laughs) How could I forget Super Mario Brothers? Yeah,
0: that was another fan pick. (sighs) Wow.
1: I dropped the ball on that one.
0: I don't expect you to get the other two, but there were two minor appearances in other movies. I'm not sure. You may as well just lay those on me. So Michael. uh, Now I say Michael Jaw White, but I'm not sure. Jai a, Jai Michael yeah. Jai White yeah. uh, was just a soldier in Universal Soldier.
1: Oh, he does come up in uh, later movies too. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. And Michael Papa John. Okay. Uh he played a carjacker in Spider-Man, which was another fan pick. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um Papa John, was he Zach's father in this movie? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Right, I'm just gonna quickly look at the cast list here. See he if played it, uh, Glenn, Zach's Glenn. dad. Yeah, yeah, Zach's father. Alley Dad. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I I flubbed that one pretty bad. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, uh, hop into plot. I guess. Yeah,
0: I don't think there's anything else we're missing. And I say plot loosely. Well, I mean, we don't hop into the plot right away. We hop into an exposition dump with some of the worst graphics you'll ever see in a movie. And it's uh, the fucking longest one I think we've covered yet. <laughs> Fairly certain that uh, Dove pigeon that flies in front of the flames yeah the dove pigeon uh i I can't tell if it's a dove or a pigeon it's so i'm assuming it's supposed to be a dove yeah i feel (laughs) like i can do a better photoshop job than this it's horrible (laughs) the whole
1: fucking movie is this um i don't know if you're aware but heaven and hell are fighting i've heard a time or two yeah yeah once or twice um malbolgia one of the Lords of Hell, even though they don't fucking tell you that, has sent a servant to Earth to recruit people to help destroy the world in exchange for power and wealth, which honestly sounds like a shit
0: fucking deal, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to rule all of, over all of this? Well, you're going to destroy it. Yeah, but you could rule it <laughs> for that short time. <laughs> Sold. Uh, the goal here,
1: provide enough souls to fight for Hell's army. Okay.
0: I mean, that sounds like a, a pretty tried and true aspect of the heaven and hell storyline. I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not either, but it's pretty boring. It's just the, the animations they use here are so bad. It's the worst. They just set you like did this movie have any special effects budget?
1: Yes. 97 special effects. For a comic book movie, I'm assuming they didn't go to certain production companies. Decent distributors, but um, Edip Goldman-Williams was the production company.
0: I would rather that instead of CGI, they went to like cartoon animations. Fuck. Uh, speaking of which, Frank
1: Welker is the voice of Mel Bolger, So you got Scooby-Doo there. Um, yeah. When this came up on screen, I remember in the theaters being embarrassed for the movie. I looked over at my cousin, who was really into it. I looked over at my dad, and he was just shaking his head. He didn't look at me or acknowledge me. He was just shaking his head, staring at the screen. <laughs> and he was not a movie guy. But uh, and this kept- is what you brought him to. <laughs> I I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, it was bad. It was really bad. But I had some really good candy from the lobby, so I I fought through it.
0: Wow, that's your lasting memory.
1: Yeah. At least this theater didn't explode after I left it. (laughs) Um, Cut to a military base in Hong Kong where CIA op Al Simmons, Michael Jai White, as we covered before, uh, blows up a private jet containing Jose Az Amafar, who's the leader of the Algerian Revolutionary Front, as well as his bodyguards. Cogliostro, played by Nicole Williamson, or Nicole Williamson, sorry, is there for no real reason.
0: I I don't understand why he needed to get into this facility to set off these rockets, which can apparently just steer themselves. Yeah, there's no point. You could have fired that from anywhere. It's like, it completely just like hops over one of the other aircrafts to get to its target. It's like, why is this here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Need to get to a vantage point. Why?
0: Why? Uh, It's fired from like the hills outside. Like,.
1: I, I I got nothing for you, man. I don't know. It makes no sense. Um, returning to Cogliostro, though, I completely forgot he was in the scene until I started the notes for this movie, and uh, it made zero difference to the story. Mm-mm. None whatsoever. Another voiceover about how he went to hell, but won his soul back, and now watches others in similar scenarios. Fucking great. I don't care. You don't matter. Get out of the movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But now it is time for the credits. And it's also time for a third viewing in less than four minutes where we'll see the same animation of a character falling into hell. They reuse everything in this movie so
0: much. Not just re like, yeah, yeah, I I was going to phrase that poorly, but they also lean heavily on flashbacks, yes. which are just footage from other parts of the movie it's like cut this all out and the movie is two-thirds the length
1: yeah four minutes in I can tell we're gonna have a good time here and th- these credits suck but I, I can forgive the music it-, it is the 90s interesting Marilyn Manson fine um I said we had such an amazing cast earlier and it really makes me sad seeing the names of these actors in the movie knowing what lays ahead <laughs> My next note just says, well, thank God that's over. From a news report, we learned that 26 civilians died in the attack. Is this true, Sandro? I don't know. Me neither, because it doesn't tell us. Simmons freaks out when he hears of this, but he murdered everybody in the air traffic control tower. Weren't they civilians?
0: I think the idea is that they were working for the bad guys. It was the, the civilians that he was not made aware of that were on the plane that he was upset about.
1: So how is air traffic control working for the bad guys? And why would the bad guys be flying on a private jet with civilians? I don't know. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Spawn. A6 headquarters, which I guess is part of the CIA. They don't really tell us. CIA director, though, or soon-to-be director, Jason Wynn, played by Martin Sheen, has a conversation with a figure shrouded in darkness about providing the ultimate biochemical weapon.
0: And why, why, why Why? Why? is this Martin Sheen? I don't know. Uh, clout, for having the name. He does a shit job. Why would you cast him as a villain in an action
1: movie? No, he's Martin Sheen. He doesn't really do action movies. But I think you see my point here. Well, he would never be a hero. I think he he could play a decent villain. He just shouldn't be playing a comic book villain, especially this hard.
0: He shouldn't be a villain that gets in any way involved in the physical confrontations. If anything, he should play like a man pushing the agenda from behind a desk. Dr. Claw. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a great Dr. Claw. Yeah, something like that, but especially the the few parts, they're not a lot, but a few parts where he does get involved and you see him holding a gun and you're just like, this just doesn't look right. <laughs> it doesn't, you're right. It's Yeah, he, he has
1: long past his days where he should be put in any action movie scenario.
0: And, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm a fan of Martin Sheen. He's a great actor. I just never would have put him in this role. Yeah, I think there's only two people in this movie,
1: or three people, who are cast well. Um, the figure in the darkness, Sandro. Mm-hmm. Any fan of the comics knows who this person is. There's no need for this, like, fake mystery. And anybody who isn't a fan of the comics probably already hates this movie already. <laughs> <laughs> the figure demands Simmons is to be recruited for his own purpose. The next day, we meet Al's wife, Wanda Simmons, played by Teresa Randall, who does a fantastic job. And also, we meet his best friend, Terry Fitzgerald, played by D.B. Sweeney, again, doing a great job. He's uh, Travis Walton in uh, Fire in the Sky. I don't know if you've seen that. If you haven't, I recommend.
0: I saw it a long time ago. But, I mean, Teresa Randall also plays the wife in Space Jam. Oh, really? Yeah, she's Michael Jordan's wife for some reason in that movie.
1: Okay, so there is a reason to watch Space Jam. That's
0: good to know. <laughs> it's one of those like- movies where it's like, Michael Jordan plays Michael Jordan, and then an actress <laughs> plays his wife. Teresa <laughs> Randall's really good, though, man. I love her.
1: Um, But then we get somebody I don't love, because Cogliostro's fucking back again, watching from a distance as the friends head to A6. <sighs> And all security here seems to be wearing the same shitty sunglasses. Do you remember that time in the 90s where everybody wore, like, Oakleys or, like, weird
0: egg-shaped sunglasses? No. No? No. I'm happy you don't have those memories. Just trying to push that behind. They're not the same ones that were used in, like, Men in Black, were they? No, no, they were worse. More The Matrix, maybe?
1: Worse. All right. I I don't know. I don't know. uh, Al confronts Wynn about the civilian deaths. And we're introduced to another CIA agent, Jessica Priest. This is terrible. I love Melinda Clark, but I agree with you.
0: So at this point... (laughs) (laughs) I can hear how angry and frustrated you are. Al Simmons says, if you're just trying to fill body bags, get someone else to do it. And then she walks out of the shadows and says, well, if he can't do it, you should send me to do it. It's like, why did you guys just repeat... The exact same sentiment. One of you could have said it. (laughs) Can you imagine? It cuts to when he's like, okay. Scene's over. It's like Simmons literally said, I don't want to do this. If this is what you want, send her. She's like, oh, if you don't have the guts for it, you should send me. Yes. It's exactly what he just said. (laughs) Alan B. McElroy
1: at work, ladies and gentlemen terrible writing and the the tropes are impossible to ignore we got the evil leader of an organization the badass henchman and the killer with a heart of gold none of those really fit here it's way too heavy-handed so yes al wants out as you said and win agrees to transfer him after one more job which is taking out a biological weapons plant in north korea
0: he's so stupid because he agrees yeah of course like, yes, you know, you're going to get set up, man. It's all of us know you're going to get set up.
1: It's so frustrating. Before we leave this scene, though, what's with the scorpions and tarantula in Wynn's office?
0: Uh, it's a symbolic of the um, struggle between uh, <laughs> good and evil. <laughs> I love what you're trying to strive for here, man. <laughs> <laughs> my it's symbolic is- of the struggle between movie and
1: viewer. <laughs> Constant engagement. Not here, my friend. Who's taking care of these two? I don't see Wynn like trying to like feed them or clean the terraria. But anyway. As you said, this North Korea job is a setup. Turns out that Wynn plans on blowing up the facility to test the virus's effects on a nearby town. And together with Priest. He kills Al, and they escape. Al gets a grisly death by fire. This is shitty.
0: Al is surprised. I know. (laughs) I know. You were just confronting this man who showed no remorse for the civilians that were killed in the airplane incident. Whether you agreed with it or not or whatever, he clearly didn't give a shit. Yeah. And And then you show up, and there's a bomb, and you're like...
1: What's this? Yeah. and that, Okay, perfect. I'm glad you said that. Because it's not like a scenario where you talk to somebody and be like, oh, fuck, man, that really blows. You're, it's more of like, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. You're too dumb to actually know what's going on. It's just so embarrassing for a badass character to be this stupid. Yeah. Well, we get a bit of a reprieve from this because we get the body falling to hell shot for the fourth time. And a cut to black. A severely burned owl awakens on top of a cathedral. Uh, what are your thoughts on this makeup we see? Terrible. It's bad, right? It Horrible. looks like a mask. This movie had enough of a budget to not do this. But here he meets the clown for the first time. Clown played by John Leguizamo. Al climbs down to the alleyways filled with the homeless and sees his crispy reflection in a puddle. And then we get Miko Hughes. This kid didn't really age for a significant period of time. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, have you seen Pet Cemetery?
0: Uh, yes, but a long time ago.
1: Did Pet Cemetery a year later, Kindergarten Cop. Four years Ooh. later. Yeah. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And then Spawn also did a major stint on Full House. Everybody knows this kid if they saw a photo of him. Fucking Cogliostro appears again, trying to explain the current situation to Al. Al refuses any help and heads back to his house. Honestly, I would refuse to. This guy is so fucking annoying. He just shows up, states the obvious, and hangs
0: around. I mean, in Al's defense, though, this is the first time. So it's not like he necessarily needs to be a annoyed yet. It's just one time.
1: I know, but for the viewer, Cogliostro shows up and you're like, fuck Al, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to go through this too. And I I, I understand he's a character from the comics. In the comics he was great. In this movie, you don't need him.
0: It, it's like the shittiest version of a... Are they called Watchers in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Like, it's the shittiest version of that you could possibly imagine. He
1: has way too much of a presence in this movie for the little amount he actually does. He provides another painful voiceover telling us what the movie won't show. Um, What it does show is a horrible CGI helicopter, which is much worse than what we got in Escape from L.A.
0: Stop with the CGI.
1: It's bad. If you can't do it well, don't do it.
0: I would have much rather that they got like cartoon animators to do because majority of the CGI is in like flashbacks or narrative exposition portions. Mm -hmm. It would have been a great stylistic choice to cut to like comic book style animation for that.
1: Or even do like old school rotoscoping with like Frank Frazetta style artwork. Sure. I'd be okay with that.
0: That would have been better than this.
1: Yeah. And what, what do we learn? Al is another hellspawn. Fine. He's drawn to the alley for reasons he doesn't understand. Cool. Body is constantly in pain. Gotcha. He's got fragmented memories. Yeah, I fucking pieced that together myself. No pun intended. And he's completely unaware how much time has passed. Cool. The next day, Al arrives at his house. It's a children's birthday party that's on the go. And Al sees Wanda and has a flashback telling us that yes, they used to be in a loving relationship, which we already know. Al freaks out upon discovering that Wanda and Terry are in a relationship and have a child, and Wanda encounters Al and thinks he's a homeless man, and Terry tries to chase him off, but the party clown, played by Leguzamo, stops in, claiming Al is his helper, Crispy. Which I even did even
0: in his disguise, I'm not hiring this guy <laughs> know, for a children's he's, party. He's terrible. There's a thing of nightmares to put in <laughs> front of children.
1: You you have to agree that he does steal most of the scenes he's in.
0: I don't care. Don't hire <laughs> this guy for a children's party.
1: Yeah, someone fucked up. That's that's for sure. Um The only thing I like about the scene is its purpose. It, it, it's not really well acted. We don't get a whole lot. We just know that what's happening is meant to make Al angry and more likely to lead hell's army with greater fury. It's a great idea. It's poorly executed. Uh, and then shortly after this, we get the full reveal of clown. Uh, what are your thoughts on the character design? If you have
0: any, um, it doesn't fit what they're going for with this movie. If that makes sense. Do you think it looks like it belongs in a comic book? See, I can see how the character would fit in the comic book if everything else was animated to fit that style. Exactly. But this is the most comic book feeling image in a bunch of stuff where they tried to make it look realistic versus its comic counterpart. So it stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah,
1: exactly. You fucking nailed it. They got this character almost perfect now just do the rest of the movie like that and it won't it won't stand out so much exactly it shows how bad the rest of the movie is uh i just i think this is the point in the theater where i realized this is not going anywhere good
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's a chance no no, redemption is gone
1: (laughs) I, I really do enjoy the dynamic between Clown and um, and Simmons, though. Uh, there's a really weird, dark humor that kind of doesn't fit, but I really enjoy it. Like, uh, back in the alley or the, the church, when Al's like, it feels like my skin's about to explode. And Clown, not really caring. is kind of like, that's just your viral necroplasm going through its larval stage. Pretty soon you're going to get hair in funny places and you're going to start thinking about girls. Love it, clown doesn't take anything seriously unless he's getting shit on by his boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fantastic. There's a weird levity the character brings while also being the most disgusting character in the movie. Even right down, he doesn't even say girls in the line. He just says goils. I think John Leguizamo is the only one trying to act well. In this movie, Martin Sheen, dude, he's chewing the scenery in everything he's in. He's overemphasizing. He's got that weird cackle laugh that sounds like what Charlie Sheen sounds like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Clown also reveals that Al has been dead for five years, and you're in Luxandro. I know it's been a while, but we get a flashback.
0: Oh, goody!
1: Yeah. So I hope we learned some vital information. Did you know that they were involved in an incident in North Korea? And that incident sent Al to hell? No, really? Uh, No. We've only seen a person fall to hell four times in this movie. So this was a shocker for me. Yeah. Yeah. But he does agree to lead Hell's army as long as he can see Wanda again. And again, we're treated to
0: the worst CG probably ever put to screen. So this man... To see his wife again will lead the army of hell to destroy the world.
1: He what realizes does?
0: that his wife that he wants to see lives on said world, right? Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen to her?
1: I don't think you understand true love, Sandro. No, no, clearly thing. I don't. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I'll lead hell's army to destroy the world as long as I can see the one person I love again uh, just to destroy them. Hmm. Mm. makes sense right hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn oh poor sega if we're talking mall rats <laughs> <laughs> sorry clown convinces al that uh, what he's saying is true uh, and he does this by getting al to dig up his own grave
0: I, i'm not i'm not mad I feel like the writing is already on the walls for Al here that he doesn't need that for verification no. of what's going on.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure your trip to hell and uh, encounter with Malvolgia and everything you've experienced up until now should be enough to convince you that you are, in fact, dead. Nope. Nope. Dig up your grave. <laughs> uh, I did like the metalheads at the graveyard. Um. Probably one of the only funny scenes in the movie for me. Uh, We were talking about the makeup, the mask that uh, Michael Jai White is wearing here as Burnt Al. It's bad. It's so bad. Somehow, though, White manages to show some emotion through it, convincingly, and probably some of his best acting in the movie. And I don't want to take anything away from Michael Jai White. He's a great actor. He was just given shit to work with in this. I
0: actually think he's a good casting choice. And if this movie was like redone or whatever, if they wanted to do a reboot, I don't think he'd be a bad choice for it. He would be fantastic. It's just they they
1: fucked him, man. They gave him horrible lines and it just It's so disappointing. Uh, It's in my notes, we'll get into it later But like, he He is quite possibly The perfect Al Simmons And this movie Ruins it He is your fucking lead You've cast him
0: perfectly You've got a wonderful Character in Al Simmons I would love to see a redemption arc Similar to, say, Ryan Reynolds Playing Deadpool Oh my god, that would be amazing Right, Because when he was cast as Deadpool for X-Men Origins, Wolverine, I'm like, that's an amazing casting choice. And then, well, you saw that movie. Yeah, they ruined it real good. And not a lot of actors have a chance like he had to then play the same character, but well in a good version of the movies starring Deadpool. I feel like it would be deserving here. They are making another Spawn movie. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's not him cast. Last I heard, I think, is
1: Jamie Foxx. Which, I, honestly, I'm okay with. But I would love to see Michael Jai White get another you know, I like
0: I like both of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're both really good. Um, Al's necroplasm has fully evolved, and we finally see the classic Spawn costume. Who suits him? Oh, that was good. Smooth. <laughs> Uh, it's probably the best it could look for 97. I- I'm not going to complain. Um, I still like the uh, the comic design better, but I understand it doesn't necessarily translate to film well. And finally, Clown christens Al as Spawn. Hmm. Yeah. Spawn strikes out a Clown who dodges and he ends up destroying his own headstone. And we get probably one of the funnier lines of the movie too, with Clown being like, shh, you'll wake up the dead. Oops, that's you. I laughed out loud twice and again I'm going to say thank God for this casting and you're right now now the more I think about it letting Michael Jai White and John Leguizamo maybe even improvise because they know these two characters so well would probably have been better than giving them a script there was a script? supposedly Ballistic mm-hmm. X versus Sever yeah I'm not buying it yeah no me neither Well, we warp back to the alley and we get the pizza scene where it's like yuck. I hate anchovies, even though the entire slice is covered in maggots. Funny. Sure. Spawn learns of his new strength. He kicks through a brick wall and punches a dumpster across the alley. I don't care. Thankfully, Cogliostra reappears and gives Spawn a warning that they're getting to him. Cogliostra reveals his weird sword hand, but this actor is so incredibly unintimidating. I don't care.
0: Why is he like this? Things could be so much easier if he just flat out gave Spawn the information that he needs. He clearly you need to learn has it. for yourself. Stop being cryptic. Stop. Just
1: tell him. Yeah, it's it's weird. in In the comic book, he was mysterious and it worked. Here, he's just a dick. <laughs> He's just making things more difficult. So we cut to A6 headquarters. Security definitely beefed up. Terry's on the news as a spokesman for A6 doing damage control for something that happened in Southeast Asia. Again. And Sandra, what the fuck is Priest wearing? I don't know. Um, I don't either, but I'm pretty sure it's not CIA standard issued attire. Um... Oh shit, fuck. It's time for some plot. Uh, They used the research from the infected in North Korea to build Heat-16, a virus that makes Ebola look like a skin rash. And they have the only vaccine. Pretty cool. I like that little twist. I don't like Sheen's laugh here, which is so horribly forced that it makes him sound like a mustache-twirling villain. I feel like that's what he was going for. But it doesn't work. He can't make it work. Also, his hair and beard are obviously dyed black, and it's so distracting. Spawn infiltrates A6 and arms himself, because I guess he needs to. I, Spawn had a lot of guns in the comics, but he never really needed them. And uh, it's shit like this that just pisses me off. Uh, Terry Horizon talks with Wynn about his concerns of constantly lying to the media about what A6 has been up to. That's fair. Wynn immediately threatens his family. <laughs> So Terry falls in line, and they leave for a gala where Win meets his potential partners. Um, we haven't really talked about it. What's your stance on Terry so far? Um, inconclusive. I feel like he's the only good person in this movie, aside from Wanda. He's always, I think, he's trying to do what's right.
0: There, there's other
1: good people,
0: right? But. They're not major characters by any
1: means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They also made Terry white in the movie. I'm not sure why. I mean, D.B. Sweeney is a good actor, but... Anyway. I, was he not white in
0: the comics? No. I, I don't um, know any of these characters. Like, when you ask me about Priest's outfit, I'm like, I don't know, is that what she wore in the comics? Is that why she's wearing it? I don't know. I don't remember Priest from the comics. <laughs> I don't know right, if she was then. actually there. Married
1: that All right, then. Uh, Uh, notification of a breach at uh, the A6 Armory almost leads Terry away from the gala just as Priest shows up in what I guess is tactical gear. And then we get Spawn's entrance, and we finally see that iconic cape in action for like three seconds. Uh, What's your thought on this
0: entrance? No, the cape looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's like, is this where the entire special effects budget went to?
1: Uh, this and one other scene also involving the cape. Um, the cape was so awesome in the comics. Because his suit is a, a sentient being from, I think, like the fourth circle of hell. Um, which you, you, they don't need to tell you in this movie for some reason.
0: No, they don't tell you to... much of anything in this movie.
1: No, they don't at all. Um, and thats it's almost like Venom. Which is interesting because Todd McFarlane, my favorite work he had done up until Spawn was writing for Spider-Man and mainly the Spider-Man Venom storyline that uh, I grew up with. That that was Todd McFarlane. I loved it. And I see his favorite elements of Venom in Spawn but tweaked for a more McFarlane feel. And I think that's why I like Spawn so much. Mm -hmm. But I can see the symbiote writhing around represented in Spawn's cape And it's just, it's not shackled like you are with Marvel. With Image, you could be super violent. You can go outside the boundaries and be shocking. And this was a little inkling that this character is different than other superheroes. Uh, Yeah, that iconic red cape flapping around is so good. As he just bursts
0: through the ceiling.
1: Yeah. And immediately attacks Wynne and confronts Terry.
0: I feel so bad
1: for Terry. Uh, Clearly his
0: uh, tactic was not one of cloak and dagger.
1: That was forced, but I'll let it
0: go. Nah. <laughs> you <you're> telling <laughs> me about forced? <laughs> uh,
1: time for a shootout. We see Spawn's healing powers after being shot multiple times. Looks alright, sure. Um, but immediately ruined with Spawn's utterance of Damn. Ruins this for me completely. This is not my Spawn. Spawn does not say shit like that. And again, Spawn's a niche character, Sandro. He's not Spider-Man or Batman. Uh, Trying to make this accessible for everyone by adding this type of comedy removes part of the magic of the character for me. He's not supposed to be the normal superhero. He's the alternative. And they fucked it. McFarlane got it, but this Alan B. McElroy, who was a showrunner for the animated series, was nailed it, apparently has no idea what's going on. Anyway. Maybe
0: this is uh, the result of him... Because the show did stick to more mature stuff, right? Yep, HBO. Maybe this is what happens when you try to to censor it. Mm. And make it PG by cutting yeah. up
1: 45 minutes of your fucking movie. Yeah, like... The- yeah. That's
0: probably where it struggles. Maybe he is a decent writer, but higher ups made decisions that ruined it for him. Most likely the case, right? I mean, I don't know, but it's it's a possibility.
1: I, I would like to think that. We'll we'll go with your idea. Um, I've I've ripped on Melinda Clark's look in this movie, Priest's look in this movie, um, but in this scene, she looks like a female version of the Punisher, and I am a okay with that. I'm not okay with how Spawn's suit stops her attempt at kicking him in the groin. Like the belt buckle shoots out and bites her foot. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then he just murders her.
0: hmm
1: The shootout continues when A6 reinforcements arrive. All right. Spawn falls out a window. Chains burst from his suit. I'm liking this. This is Spawn for me. They save him. Then he
0: states... Hell yeah! And again, I'm insulted. So you were saying my pun was forced?
1: <laughs> this is very, very forced. It is terrible. Much like the next bit here, <laughs> Spawn uses his cape to cloak. Okay, there's a pun for you. Himself uh, as part of the building's exterior. And this dupes the soldiers at first until he reveals himself. Seconds later. (laughs) Why? Why not just stay hidden until everyone
0: leaves? He doesn't know how to stay hidden. He hasn't learned how to control it yet.
1: But then he just flies away, returning to the church. I don't remember Spawn being able to fly, but maybe I just missed that. Uh, We're treated to a shot that... Honestly, it, it very much resembles a panel of the comic uh, spawn standing atop a ledge while the cape flaps in the wind. And this cape is massive at this point. So it shows that it's actually changing size because it is a living, breathing, stretching entity. I love that. See, this this tells me
0: right here that they can do good visuals. Yeah. This apparently choose not to. We do see some other really good visuals later on with
1: a specific character, but for the most part, the CG in this movie is hot garbage. We cut back to the gala where Wind talks to the clown. Wynn's furious, clown doesn't care, sure, these are these are how they act around each other. <clears throat> Heat 16 is ready, the army's ready, the apocalypse is about to begin, and clown convinces Wynn to get a device attached to his heart so the virus will be released if he is killed. I can tell by that sigh... That you're quite content with where this movie is going. I
0: guess guess they want Wynn to be a complete moron, too. Yeah,
1: like everybody in this movie. It makes no sense. How? How are these two manipulated so easily? And they're our hero and big bad. You just don't care. You don't fucking care. Spawn sneaks into a lecture given by Wanda and encounters Cyan, Wanda's daughter and spaz the dog.
0: Playing in the dark? Yep.
1: (laughs) Some bad parenting.
0: (laughs) Turn turn the light on for the kid. What are you doing? (laughs) Stay in the dark with the dog. Keep him quiet. Unsupervised with just a dog in the dark (laughs) in like a gymnasium. Especially
1: after Spawn showing up at the birthday party and Wanda freaking out that he was close to Cyan. (laughs) Just stay in that dark hallway with the dog. That that monster dog will protect you. Um, Spawn and Cyan finally talk, and the clown interrupts, just as a cheerleader. Alright, sometimes the clown sucks, I'll admit that. Uh, Malbolgia is unimpressed and calls him back to hell to scold him. And, okay, sure, the plan we get again here is Spawn is supposed to murder Win and release the virus. Now, it's the first time this is clearly stated, but anybody watching this movie already fucking knows what's going on so please don't and why does cyan still have the doll that the clown gave her at the birthday that, it wouldn't keep that doll things disgusting it's gross but and here's something else that kind of confused okay oh, it doesn't really confuse me i just found it weird because terry arrives to take wanda and cyan home but cyan can't find spaz and terry's in such a rush that he just tells her Honey, he knows the way back home better than we do. You'd be like, really? He's just abandoning that dog and lying to your daughter. Yep. But you know what? Terry's probably fearful for not only his life, but his family's life. So I'll get I'll, I'll let that slide. Yeah. But Spaz sticks with Spawn. Back at the alley, Zach's father gets angry that his son can't stomach dumpster food. And Spawn's reaction is to try and kill him. Kinda seems out of
0: place. That's his you know, anger. It's getting bigger and bigger and less in control.
1: He's just being more and more annoying. Um, of course, Zack saves his father because this is a PG movie. Next, Wynn gets the heart monitor while Spawn has a bonding moment with Zack in yet another scene that doesn't fucking matter. In the comics, sure, Spawn always looks out for good people, but here it doesn't matter because this isn't the Spawn from the comics. And this story is just one Hot mess. I will say Hell's plan is honestly a pretty good one. Get Wynn to kill Simmons, sending him to Hell to lead Hell's Army, and doing so allows them to create the Heat 16 virus that infected the little town outside of the biochemical factory. Then get Simmons to kill Wynn, releasing the virus they manufactured. Brilliant. Wipe out the population, makes it easier for Hell's Army. Probably one of the smartest parts of this movie. Spawn confronts Clown about orchestrating his murder, then retracts his promise to lead Hell's army. Okay, Sandro. Of course, this leads to a battle between the two. We knew this was coming. And here we finally see Clown's true demonic form,
0: the Violator. I I (laughs) have to just assume that he looked pretty cool in the comics he looked
1: amazing in the comics and I'm kind of shocked because it sounds like you don't think he looks good here. And no, I do the
0: CG is terrible. Just like everything
1: else. I think it looks pretty good here. <laughs> okay. I, I hate the janky transformation scene, but when he's fully transformed, I like it. I like how it's a mix of CG and practical effects. Um, it could have been a lot worse. And for, this budget in 97, I don't know if they could have made the violator look better. Uh, Fingers crossed in this new one, this, uh, I guess it's a reboot um, that we see this character given the time and money that it deserves to look the way it should. But I mean, this, this is probably one of the most two comic accurate representations we've seen in the movie. Uh, The fight concludes with Spawn being impaled on a fence and Clown en route to Wanda's. And I hate that we get Cogliostro back yet again and he removes Spawn from the fence.
0: Well, at least he did something
1: useful. Well, that's just, I hate... I hate the film version of this character. And I hate that he saves Spawn Because it makes Spawn feel lesser than he should. Like, he needs this really fucking annoying character who has done nothing except irritate you through the whole film. He needs this guy to pull him off of a fence. (laughs) A gate.
0: Well, he wasn't going to die anyway. They don't want to kill him.
1: Well, he wouldn't die anyway. He was just stuck.
0: Yep. They need him to like kill it. Wynn, so they were expecting him to get down somehow. Exactly. And okay, and here's the thing, too. The whole
1: purpose of Cogliostro in this movie, I guess, is to convince Spawn that he's being played by hell. Okay, here's a fix shit can this character altogether for the movie and retool it to allow Spawn to realize it for himself that he's being played. Spawn is not an idiot. He should be able to piece this together and it's so heavy-handed having this character that I obviously you hate and I hate and I assume everybody else hates because honestly he's trash. Let Spawn stand out as a competent hero or anti-hero in this case. Terry copies Wynn's files preparing to expose him and uh, we're over an hour into this movie and now we get the training scene. Um, Any thoughts here? Cogliostro? At least he
0: picks it up really quickly. Yeah. Like, one try and he's got it. I he just fucking- needed somebody to tell him, hey, this is what you do. And he's like, alright, nailed it.
1: Yeah, again, Cogliostro doesn't need to be here. It, yeah, he basically just tells him, think of it, imagine it. And that's all he has to do.
0: If it required some training, then maybe the character would make sense. Otherwise, you could have just had him accidentally use the chains and be like, oh, oh, I wish he's, he made those sounds, too. But you get what I'm saying. Oh. Like, he could have just incidentally learned it and realized, <laughs> oh, I can actually do this.
1: It would have been a better movie. That's for sure.
0: It's like this is the least training feeling training scene in a movie.
1: Yeah, that sucks, man. Surprise. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we get an offhand line, which is possibly one of the darkest in the movie. And it's when Spawn gives Zach um, the dog's collar, Spaz's collar. And he's like, return Spaz to me, no matter how you find him. I'm like, well, I don't know. There's certain states that if you found this this dog in, that (laughs) I I might not want him back. There's a lot of faith to put
0: into a bum kid from an alley.
1: Here, you got nothing better to do. You don't go to school. Find my dog.
0: The kid just be like, I don't owe you anything. <laughs> you tried to
1: kill my father. <laughs> you threw him across the alleyway. Hey,
0: you're such a good superhero. How about you bring me some food?
1: <laughs> I'll get you your dog. How about you start using them chains to rob the uh, restaurants nearby? Give me some takeout. Uh, this movie's just getting worse. You get a road rash battle between Spawn on a motorcycle and Clown in a waste removal truck. And it's just bad editing here. Multiple times we hear entire lines of dialogue from Clown, but his mouth says two words. And Clown spills goo all over the road. Oh, no. And despite having all the power of hell, Spawn still can't control traction and wipes out. So he turns his suit into an armored spike and the clown just rams it with his truck. Blowing up. Yep. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, that's what happened.
1: And then Clown flying straight up into the air, stating, I'll see you at Wanda's. Yep,
0: yeah, that's that's what happens when you get stabbed from the front. You fly up in the air.
1: I have seen this movie a few times, Sandro. Okay. And every time I see this, I am stunned. Yeah? It never ceases to amaze me how bad this
0: is. Wow. Well, you're stunned. I'm blown away. Oh! One of the better ones. Well, force that. Uh, Well, at the house,
1: Terry sends the stolen files to a reporter. I'm pretty sure Terry is the hero of this movie. Yeah, he definitely is. (laughs) Wynn arrives, destroys the computer, and holds the family at gunpoint just as clown shows up. Man, I have to say, I'm glad we're almost done with this. (laughs) Because it's not getting better, kids. <laughs> we are kind of just breezing through it. What is there to like rest and dwell upon? Please tell me. Uh, dwell? Oh, what is, is there, there to we're, dwell we're, on? We're dwelling on the plot of this movie. There's nothing to really ponder. It's just this it's is very much dimensional. Much, it's it's a, not it's a making fast food movie. Not even a popcorn film. It's a fast food film. It also makes you feel ill. Spawn finally arrives, sees Wynne kill Wanda, spoiler Sandro, it's not actually Wanda. And even what? Ap- Yeah, I know. Shocker.
0: No way.
1: Even after Wynne warns him what will happen if he's killed, Spawn is still on that path. So, a problem. Spawn sees Cyan, which seems to clear his mind for a second, then tells Wynne he has nothing left to lose. I get
0: not I his get, daughter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get she isn't his daughter, but Cyan is Wanda's daughter, and Terry's tied up next to her. So we've got Wanda, who Spawn thinks is dead now, but you've got your best friend and his daughter, and
0: he has nothing left to live for. You're talking about the character that was going to lead the army of hell to destroy the planet just to see Wanda. That's a very good point. Wanda's now point. dead. Yeah, <laughs> He's clearly got a one-track mind. But he also already knows
1: what the plan is. He knows if he kills Win, the world is destroyed. Yep. So,
0: how about you don't? Just walk away. Okay, this movie makes Spawn not smart. He is a complete fucking
1: idiot it is embarrassing (sighs) Spawn finally states I say finally here let me change that Spawn again states he won't do Hell's bidding and somehow this matters only now I guess when he said it before it didn't really change anything nope Uh, Wynn finally realizes that Hell set him up I don't know why he's (laughs) shocked by this
0: Oh, they seem like such a trustworthy bunch. My God. It's so
1: fucking stupid.
0: You mean getting a a detonator put to your heart wasn't a good idea?
1: Oh, Oh my God, dude. Like, at this point, I'm like, I have my hands, like, cupping my mouth, and I'm just rocking back and forth, being like, this is so fucking stupid. This is so fucking annoying. And then Cogliostro appears again, and I fucking hate this movie. Movie
0: saved.
1: He arrives, injures Clown who retreats to hell. So I'm just going to call him cog. Now cog and spawn follow and we're treated to what resembles a shittier version of a fight scene from a late nineties PC game. And the three tussle. And of course our heroes come out on top.
0: So you're telling me this wouldn't have worked better as like a cartoon. It did. The same guy fucking wrote
1: it. (laughs) Oh, what are we doing guys? What are we doing? They escape Malbolgia as he's saying, You will never escape me.
0: <laughs> Classic villain.
1: <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Back at the house, Spawn admits that Wanda and Terry belong together. Yeah, okay. And it's actually he who doesn't belong there. We all know this, man.
0: Oh man, he's really pieced together that uh man dead for five years completely burnt with a living suit from hell doesn't quite belong yeah (laughs) spaz and zach arrive
1: okay i don't know how i guess spaz led zach there uh
0: better have fed that kid at this point
1: i hope so what the fuck is wind still doing there fucking run dude (laughs) Get out! Stop just leaning against the wall while this battle is happening in hell. Get out of the living room! Violator returns for a final battle and is quickly dispatched. Uh, honestly, this fight could have been amazing, and it is a major letdown for me. The police arrive and arrest Win because the idiot just sat on
0: the floor the whole fucking time. And I don't tells- know if my brain just went on a hiatus, but did we talk about how Spawn dealt with The pacemaker device? Oh, no, we didn't. Please, please entertain everybody
1: with this bit of uh, narrative genius. I don't know. (laughs) He
0: looked at Cyan, shot some green laser shit from his eyes, and the pacemaker came out and blew up? I I don't know. I do not know. You nailed it. That's exactly what happened. (laughs)
1: What magic power is this? I have no idea.
0: There's nothing in the movie to suggest, explain, advise us of this eye laser ability at all.
1: It's so bad, man. Honestly, we're almost, almost at the very end and talking about this movie has made my throat hurt so much. I think it's my body just trying to tell me, don't do it. We cut to the cathedral where we see spawn overlooking the city And fucking Cogliostro voiceover tells us that the fight is over for now. And that, to me, is the biggest threat. That we're going to have to see (laughs) him fucking show up again. But roll credits, end of movie. Now let's never talk about this again. We're not done the episode, though. Let's never talk about this again. Still have stuff to talk about. All right. Before we get into awards we'll
0: uh i'll talk talk numbers sandro hey it's got to be better than talking about the plot yes
1: um we've shit on this movie because of the visual effects 1997 these effects keep in mind this cast what do you think the budget was
0: 40 million
1: yeah, more or less. Between forty and forty-five, I've seen conflicting reports. Ah. Uh the gross that's what, generous. It is very, right? That's, what do you think the gross was? Uh twenty. This movie was a success. What? Uh just
0: shy of uh eighty-eight million. So first weekend before word of mouth got out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely contributed to that, as well as my cousin and father did. Uh, I would like to apologize for, for both of them. Um, the ratings. Rotten Tomatoes makes perfect sense to me, but what do you think it got on IMDb? Four. Five-two. All right. I I think this is a below-average movie. I think five-two is way high. The critics, Rotten Tomatoes, agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that chuckle. Um, 11. 17. Oh! Audience score is more than that, though. 23. 36. Ah. Yeah, I, I would agree with the critics. There, There is a bit to, like, a small bit. But let's get to awards before we get into final thoughts.
0: Sure. So, for least favorite character... Ryan had Jason Wynn. In the comics and the animated movie, this character is badass. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's a writing issue, but his character could have been way better, especially being played by Martin Sheen.
1: Yeah. Um, Jason Wynn was very intimidating in the comics, but he was also drawn as like uh, an overly intimidating, unrealistic build to a person. So like he looked like a big bad in the comics, like he was a force to be reckoned with. And Martin Sheen is a great actor. He 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 is not that. So yeah, good good pick, Ryan. Well, what about you? Oh gee, I fucking wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Cogliostro, played by Nicole Williamson. Not only do I think the character does not need to be in this movie, uh, it's an insult to the character from the comics. I think the actor also did a terrible fucking job and looked like a joke every time he showed up on screen. That's all I'm going to say about that. You? All right,
0: then. Uh, I went with uh, a clown. No. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where you even say that some of his stuff was funny. He was annoying from the start. He saw- well, he's, he's supposed to be annoying, but I understand. None of the jokes landed. It. I mean, it's a shame. Because I, I definitely felt like John Leguizamo was actually giving a damn. Oh, he was definitely trying. But the character was f- freaking terrible.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. What did uh, Ryan have for favorite character?
0: In this adaptation, I'd have to say clown. John Leguizamo brought the high energy and oddball behavior that gave the character justice in this movie.
1: Uh. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting bit of reasoning. Uh, oh, that's a weird one. Okay. Who's your favorite?
0: Uh, I went with uh, Terry by uh, D.B. Sweeney, because like you said, it feels like the hero of the story. The only guy who seems to give a damn. Unlike Al Simmons, sees the corruption in the company and tries to whistleblow instead of joining them for one more assignment, cares about his family. Yep. Yeah. Just a good character. Yeah. Uh, Spawn seems like the kind of character
1: that would like slip in a puddle and make like a giant crashing sound as he hit the ground. Like, Which is
0: yeah. a shame because it was such a good casting choice and it yep. should be the answer. Yep, But it's not. Because they made the character just such a pushover.
1: Yeah. Um, they they really fucked Michael Jai White in this movie. To the point where uh, most people involved with the movie yeah, outright state it's Garbage. So I guess the, the new movie we're getting is Tom McFarland being like, all right, I'm not letting anybody else tackle this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it right. So we'll see. <laughs> um, you- my favorite character? Mm-hmm. Clown. Mm-hmm. And I say this partially because John Leguizamo did such an amazing job. He really he nailed did. the character from the comic and the animated show. And the humor itself, what he says is not funny. It's the context of when he says it is so uncomfortable that you get that nervous laughter from it. Uh, and that will come up because he has one of my memorable lines. So I'll go a little bit further into that when we get there. But uh, yeah, clown Leguzamo. Um, humor
0: is pretty generous
1: it oh no it is it's it's i like it it's Mm -hmm. not for everybody i -hmm. do like your choice of terry fitzgerald by uh, db sweeney Um, that's like
0: name the one character that seems like a good character in this movie
1: oh if you said name best character then yeah for sure um what is ryan's memorable line
0: uh so spawn says ah feels like my skin is about to explode and clown responds with what you've already (laughs) said during the episode (laughs) sorry that's just your viral necroplasm going through its larval stage pretty soon you're going to be getting hair in funny places and you're going to start thinking about girls Ah. oils getting a chubby studly a half guy semi (laughs) that's what he has written down okay
1: and (laughs) okay so this is what i'm talking about clowns jokes at the most inopportune and unwelcome times. okay we see him at cyan's birthday party he's at a kid's birthday party and he drops the line i've got more tricks than a hooker and this is what the character is supposed to be it's fucking dark it's ugly it's violent and then it spawns struggle against that shit that's a fucking dark line to say in that setting. And that's what this movie should have been. It should have made you feel uncomfortable and gross. And then you can rally up with Spawn to fight that. And it does. It was like a a quick nudge to be like, hey, we, uh, we know our source material and uh, we're not going to give you any more of it. So <laughs> that always stood out to me. Why are
0: you hiring this guy for a kid's birthday?
1: Party? Yeah, that was just fucking <laughs> stupid. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about their parenting, but uh, you might want to look into that a bit more. Yeah, we called a service. This is who they send. Oh, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I really, uh, no refunds.
0: <laughs> What's your memorable line? Uh, so before I say what the line is, I want to point out who the parties are involved and the irony of the line. All right. <laughs> This is so Al. Yes? Al says, you son of a bitch. You knew what was going on all along. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. on. And then Jason Wynn, in like the perfect line for how stupid these two characters are throughout the entire movie is like, I do believe he's catching on. (laughs) No. (laughs) Neither of you catch on to anything at any point in this movie.
1: Oh, that's good. Oh, that's real good.
0: Oh, I do believe he's catching on. (laughs) Mm
1: -mm. No. No, Not even close.
0: As a classic coming from you as well, man. You are later (laughs) in the movie going to attach a detonator to your heart.
1: (laughs) You know, Alan McElroy is like, that's the only bit of the script I wrote that they kept in, and man, that's probably the best writing I've done. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that—that's—that's uh, that's my. I gonna say that's my favorite line. Good. Yeah,
1: that's probably the best that anybody could have picked. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's <laughs> Ryan's memorable scene.
0: Uh, the shootout is always the first scene I think of when this movie is mentioned. The entrance what? spawn makes when crashing through the ceiling is pretty badass.
1: He's not wrong. It is pretty badass. But would you agree that's a most memorable scene? No. What do you got?
0: Uh, I think I kind of mentioned it while we were talking about it, but it is just the visual of him standing on the, the, I don't know, would you call it church or citadel or whatever? Yeah. His
1: cathedral, almost
0: like a a gargoyle or something, but it's a ledge with his cloak, like fluttering all around him. That image is, is so badass it mm-hmm. is so cool looking it's it's striking to look at and then it's also deflating because then you're like man we can get nothing that cool uh, anymore yeah that's it
1: yeah uh, I would say best scene best shot of the movie no doubt um, but for me the most memorable scene is the first time we see mal Bolgia it is the most soul-crushing of this movie. <laughs> Because you realize the shit show that we're going to get for the next 96 minutes.
0: I I mean, you you could have even said that just when uh, Pigeon Dove flies across Uh, the screen.
1: Oh, this is so much worse than Pigeon Dove.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's a tone. An hour and a
1: half of Pigeon Dove over this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Pigeon Dove, the movie. I would have gone to that in a heartbeat had I known this is what I was going to get from one of my favorite comic books. (laughs) Fuck, I'd go see Pigeon Dove 2. Give it
0: a double feature. I would have paid double. Fuck. Tell us how you really feel.
1: Can we do Pigeon Dove next time?
0: (laughs) It's not an actual movie, (laughs) but sure. (laughs) All right, so... That brings us to our final thoughts. Ah, oh, it's gonna be really tough guessing which direction you and I are gonna go on this one. Ben. Yeah. This fucking gem
1: of a movie? <laughs> this cinematic masterpiece that didn't destroy one of my favorite comic characters?
0: Oh yeah, I fucking loved it. It was great. Hey should we do morbius next no <laughs> just kill every comic book character no. you love Our, uh,
1: okay um they fucked it they really fucked this movie up man um they tried uh, i don't kind, think they did. kind of <laughs> so, think somebody they tried did. nobody somebody did. Tried. okay db <laughs> sweeney tried really hard no
0: <laughs> Michael, Michael Jai White just watched his career fall apart. Yeah, as soon as they showed him the mask the first time, he's like, oh, what am I doing
1: here? Legu's almost like, at least no one can see my fucking face. Um, Martin Sheen doesn't care because he was already embarrassed enough by Charlie Sheen. Um, this movie's fucking awful. <laughs> it is one of the worst movies ever made. I will never ever tell anybody they should watch it. Not even as like a sick prank. Um fuck no. I honestly I will never watch this movie again. Um I even have the VHS which now I just kind of want to break. But <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I could see if he picked the movie just to mess with us but saying that it's because he loves the movie.
1: Yeah, he seems to like it. And I, I I, don't... Is he okay?
0: I love him. That's all I can say. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I got nothing for you, man.
1: What, uh, what are your thoughts
0: on this? Um, how many times do I watch a movie for a review, Ben? Uh, at least twice. Yep. Viewing 2, I got 10 minutes in before I noped out.
1: <laughs> yeah, just turn on the TV and hope for Pigeon Dove
0: uh, I, I turned it on uh, Watching it on Tubi Because it's free And this movie shouldn't get any money <laughs> And The second time through <laughs> you choke on my water <laughs> Go ahead I mean It's almost embarrassing for Tubi to have this on it Because Tubi is actually A really underrated service It really is but I yeah, I turned it on. I paused the movie at like 11 minutes the second time through and just was like I'm not unpausing this and closed the browser.
1: Yeah. No, it um don't ever watch this.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's all I can really say about the movie. It's pretty obvious uh I was not able to keep my opinion of it under wraps by any means.
1: Do you want to go see the new one in theaters when it comes out?
0: I mean, I'm intrigued by the character, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a history with it. Yeah. That if what I saw in this movie was actually done competently, I feel like it would be something that would really grip me. Yeah, so I agree. I would go see like a reboot in the theater to, to potentially see something good, but it, it's not this movie. Yeah. I guess that's the only good thing I can say about this movie is that it introduced me to the character and the character was so cool, even just from like a, um, like a theory, like a, a, a conceptual standpoint mm-hmm. that I was intrigued by the character despite this movie.
1: Yeah. And, and it's a, a watered down spawn. This is not my spawn. Um But, yeah, I think it's safe to say we would both go see the new movie. Give it a chance because there's so much to work with here. They just didn't in 97.
0: Nope. All right. That was our thoughts on Spawn. If you'd like to share your thoughts with us, you can hit us up on social media. We are at BS Bargain Bin on Twitter, Facebook.com slash BS Bargain Bin. There's, of course, always the comment section on YouTube and bsbargainbin.com, where you can also find a tab to our merchandise. Uh, Pick yourself up a t-shirt. It's uh, really cool designs we got on there. It helps support the show. Uh, We don't actually make a lot of profit from it because we kept the margin down to almost nothing. Yeah, just help spread the word. Yeah, just help spread the word. And I mean, hey, if if you don't want to buy some merch, just tell a friend about the podcast. Drop us a like, a subscription, whatever. Uh, We appreciate any of that. Uh so that was a fan pick, which means that what follows next week your pick ah yes, so i'm gonna go with a movie that you and I have actually talked about uh off uh off air a mm-hmm. few times so i'm gonna take i'm gonna say two things to you and you tell me if if you think they belong together musician mm-hmm. action star
1: hmm musician action star i feel like there's a few of those but i'm honestly uncertain of where we're heading
0: in this case they're the same person we're going to be watching the 2011 action movie starring justin timberlake in time i have
1: not seen that before
0: My mother in law, Clara, my wife, Michelle, and my daughter, Sylvia.
1: Whoa, 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 where's the rest? Never met the quota. My units are up from last week. So is the quota. Just want something like to make up with more time on my hand than hours in the day. How old are you? 28. I'm 105. The day comes when you've had enough. If you had as much time as I have, what would you do with it?
0: Sure as hell wouldn't waste it.
1: The last time anyone saw him alive, there was over a century on that clock. Well, all of the time.
0: His name is Will Salas.
1: You can't hide a hundred years in the ghetto. You know that time will get you killed. Hey, Mom, I'm gonna get out of here.
0: I just wouldn't know what to do if I lost you.
1: Don't believe we've had the pleasure of your company before, Mr. Solace. Well, Solace. I'm sorry to have to break up the party, Mr. Watts. I just need to work with your friend. This is my death. Please take me home. Why can do that? Why?
0: they are keeping me alive. Yeah, this is my How can you live with yourself watching people die right next to you? You don't watch. You close your eyes.
1: I'm gonna make them pay. I'm gonna take them for everything they've got. Come on, come on, help yourselves! Take the time, it's free! You put enough time in the wrong hands, you upset the whole system. Let's hope so. If this works, we gotta get more. I can help you get all the time you want. You know
0: we're coming to get you. Until next week, have a good one.
1: All the best.